Welcome back to the Nerd Files Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Tom. Today, we're going to talk about, and we're going to spoil the shit, Ali- out, of the shit out of Alien Covenant. Um, I, 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 liked, I liked it. I liked it a lot, too. Obviously, I saw it twice. Uh, first time, which you already know, but the viewers do not, I uh, got to see it at the Chinese Theater. It was a special preview last Wednesday, um, and uh, it was actually free, which was awesome, and we got free drink and popcorn, and Ridley Scott, Michael Fassbender, Danny McBride, um, the main girl whose name escapes me. Um, Donald and... Sutherland? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, she's somebody's, I don't know. Yeah, they were all there for, like, a few minutes, and then uh, Ridley Scott, like, kind of introduced the movie, like, very quickly, and then, like, he held out the mic and, like, just walked down the line and was like, anyone have anything to say? And then he, like, just didn't stop and, like, just kept going. Michael Fassbender said something snarky. I don't even know what it was exactly, but, uh, yeah. And then they got the hell out of there. Um, But, yeah, that was a lot of fun. That's cool. He yeah, because really Scott's got to go write the next Alien movie. He's in a hurry. The next six. Yeah. The next six till I'm eighty six. Which, hopefully, will fucking explain the engineers at some point. Like, oh my god, that's like what? Like what? What was going on with them? Now is the engineers are the white people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who had genocide committed against them in this movie. Yeah, um, but let's, uh, let's back up. Did you watch all the prequel, I mean, the prologue stuff? I watched the one with the, like, whole crew aboard the ship. With James Uh, Franco? Yeah, with James Franco. There was another one, I don't think I watched it. Did you watch? No, I didn't watch the second one. But... Uh, I think that it might have, it's not necessary, but it, it might have added more watching that. Because you know, they never really talk about how it's a couple's getaway. That was their whole true. mission. I mean, like, it's heavily implied. I mean, like, they never actually say it, but, like, you can kind of tell that that's what's going on. Um but I think it's also a good choice to not have that in the movie just because um, I laugh whenever James Franco was on screen. <laughs> and most of the people in the theater did too. So like, there's the shot of him with uh, uh, on the, the iPad or whatever, the equivalent space it's technology. It's a QuickTime quick time video. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, people were laughing at that. Like, obviously, we weren't supposed to, but, like, because it was James Franco, people were kind of giggling a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was a good choice to not have him in the movie that much, even though he is the captain. Uh, He's the captain, and he is killed. Yeah, he dies in, like, opening three fucking minutes. <laughs> In that prologue, though, he, he says he's not feeling well. So I definitely expected him to die by way of Alien. I did, too. Going into uh, this film. Yeah. but the heat, So it was kind of unexpected for him to just burn up in one of those chambers. Yeah. I'm guessing uh, that what happened behind the scenes was that uh, they were like, well, we need somebody for this part. And uh, Danny McBride went to Ridley Scott and was like, I can get James Franco in here. He wants to do it. Uh, and Ridley Scott was like, yeah, sure. Like, why not? I mean... We're in a hurry. Yeah, people won't expect us to, like, kill James Franco at the beginning of the movie, like, if they know he's in it, you know? True. Um, so, but yeah, I think that was definitely a good choice. I thought it was also a nice uh, opening scene with uh, David and his maker, I forgot the name of his... Uh, Mr. Wayland, yeah, Guy, Guy Pierce. Oh, it was a good scene. I didn't expect it, and it was well done. Yeah, exactly. It beautifully bookended the movie, having that whole scene in there, and it foreshadowed David's madness. 
Uh, yeah, it was at first I was like, why was that in there? And then it made all, it made a lot of sense later. Yeah. Um, it's also interesting because it's like uh, when he like he's walking around barefoot in that scene, and then he's just wandering around barefoot like through most of the movie until he like kind of switches to Walter mode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he has feeling in his legs. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why would they do that? Yeah. You know? Does he have feeling anywhere in his body? Probably David does not. not. <laughs> yeah. Does he have a penis? Obviously not. <laughs> well, you don't know. Because he's growing things that aren't his. <laughs> True. I mean... That's there, true. There was uh, no evidence that he was trying to uh, reproduce himself. In... I mean, I wasn't thinking of that like he would have reproductive capabilities. I was just saying, like, did they fit him with one? Like, you like know? Swiss Army Man, how they have the Dan Radcliffe had the motorized boner yeah. type thing. I mean, yeah. he could have. <laughs> that is a random thought I had watching it the second time. Yeah, that's interesting. It's also because my one friend uh, who's gay was like, ooh, two Michael Fassbenders. Uh, <laughs> I, bet he, I bet he's seen Shame, the movie that he's in. They show his dick a lot. I don't know. I've not seen that one. It's about him. Michael Fassbender plays a guy who's obsessed with pornography. So it's, he's literally just shaming himself for jerking off and whatever. It's really crazy. <laughs> I tried to watch it. Okay. It was up for an award, so, you know, gotta watch those award movies that year. Shame. Yep, shame. (laughs) And, uh, my other favorite, uh, I love Michael Fassbender's movie, he's so evil, but I also like David McBride, Tennessee. Yeah. And he did a really nice job. Yeah, aside from Michael Fassbender, he was the standout for me, Mm -hmm. uh, Cause it was a dramatic turn, but he played it very well. Like he brought his comedy sort of. He had a charm to it. Yeah, it was very charming. It was a great character. Um, he felt I really felt for him uh, when his wife has died in the explosion on the ship, um, and then even after that, he's still like determined to like save everybody. And I think that was a cool. It was a very well done character and a great performance. Yeah, I. The main girl, Daniels. She's okay. I mean. The problem with it is, is you're gonna like any female main character. You gotta compare to Sigourney Weaver in an alien movie. And they had her look kind of like Ripley a little bit. Yeah, and just. Sigourney Weaver, first off, was first, so she didn't have to have any, you didn't compare her to anything else. And also, Sigourney Weaver just made it her own um, in a way that I don't think Naomi Rapace and I don't think uh, this girl did in the same way. Um, Which is nothing against them, I think they're, they're both did a great job and like are wonderful actresses. But Sigourney Weaver just she was just like, I'm going to be badass. She's the badass, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll make it look easy. <laughs> the one actor, I forgot his name. He's such... He became, he became the captain. Yeah, the religious dude. Yeah, he, he was just such an idiot. He was, yeah. I mean... This movie, okay, this movie is a return to the horror movie format that you see in Alien rather than Aliens. Um, Whereas I think almost all of the other sequels, with the exception of, like, well, okay, um, Prometheus and Alien 3 kind of did similar thing to Alien. Um, But I think most people going in kind of are thinking Aliens rather than Alien when they look like going to see an Alien movie now. Yeah. but it's not, it does have, like, some of the, like, horror trope where it's, like, the main characters are kind of stupid and, like, we realize that they're making huge mistakes because we know they're in a horror movie. That's true. And we know the how these xenomorph eggs work or... Yeah. Um, 
So, I mean, yeah, you can be like, oh, my God, these people are stupid. But also, they've never encountered anything like this. So you, you kind of got to give them a break. It's sort of like the crew of, of the Nostromo in the first movie. But I'm trying – but I, I still don't understand. That uh, captain that took over, he confronts David. He kills David's fetus or whatever. The Yeah, the neomorph. Neomorph. And then he's like, what's going on here? You know, he should have been more alarmed, I think, that David is not somebody she should trust. But then again, they do have Wayne. Or who, what's, what was the other? I huh? think it's Walter. Walter. They have Walter, who is a nice android. Well, the thing is, is they've done upgrades. So the... Uh, line that David is from is has like the ability to adapt and like become more human and like take on idiosyncrasies and like form their own opinions about things. Right. So this guy didn't know that. Yeah. So like if he's only ever interacted with Walter psychologically, even if he knows in the back of his head that David has these problems, he might not be thinking about them because he's so used to Walter. Yeah, right. uh, so I give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. Granted, it's a stupid decision, and like we knew it was a bad decision when we saw the eggs. Like I can't believe he walked toward the eggs. But again, I'm thinking he's also thinking that well, if it was dangerous, David wouldn't be standing right there. You know. Um, True. And they made a big deal that like Walter won't allow like. It doesn't seem like he can allow humans to get hurt or whatever. I don't know. Um, it's unclear if he's like the robot and aliens or what. Yeah, because he did save Daniels. Yeah. With his hand. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the little, the little guys running around, the little white at the beginning, you mean? You know, I was cool with them. They kind of reminded me of, like, better rendered um, versions of the pygmy mummies from The Mummy Returns. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I thought it was cool that we uh, got the planet setting, like the aliens yeah. lose a planet, which is something I have really wanted to see for a long time. Like, I've always been like, why don't we see the xenomorph homeworld? Like, where the fuck did these things come from? And so, I mean, we're getting closer to that. I mean, it seems like... That's Andrew, next. Yeah, that seems like that's next. So I was happy with that. Um, it's cool seeing them attack from, like, the weed or whatever. Um, yeah, and the smoke, bacteria in the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's really trial and error. Like they're, they, These aliens are hatching from mouths, from necks, from, you know, all kinds of chests in the front of the chest and behind the back, actually. Actually, it was like in the behind the yeah, back. Yeah. That was some of the gruesomest stuff. That was such a gruesome scene. Watching it the second time, though, I was kind of like, why did you put her in the containment area and not yourself? Because you got blood sprayed all over you. So, like, if there's a contagion... You're more likely to have it right now than her. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but then they all died, so, you know, just didn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people died in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I guess they, they had a much larger cast, so. It's not a happy movie. Oh, no. They casually murdered 2,000 people at the end of it. Like... <laughs> Well, imply that 2,000 people are going to be forced to give birth to aliens, thus killing them. But he only brought three. I'm presuming that one of those embryos is a queen. And that at that point, then they'll make more eggs and then they can uh, wake up more colonists. Like, I'm figuring that he's going to just do it systematically now that everyone's frozen. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no rush, right? Like Seven years? Yeah. It's still the same math, right, from when they were like, oh, if we can either do, like, a week or seven years. Yeah. Yeah. So those, Tennessee and Daniels are, are just fucked. Yeah. 
pretty much. And Tennessee has no idea. Tennessee has no idea. Because he didn't even know how his wife died. Really, I mean, he died, but he didn't know the whole circumstances. He yeah, saw he the didn't... alien, but then, like, he doesn't know about David. Yeah, he didn't understand about the alien until uh, they had to fight that one aboard the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, which you uh, brought up, you were confused how she, uh, like, survived or, like, you know, where she was. So... I rewatched it again. I watched it again last night, so I was looking for that. Um, so they have like you know, um, you know when you go to like a mechanic and mm-hmm. they have that area recessed into the floor so that they can work under cars. She jumped into one of those. Okay. So like that's where she went. That's how she survived that. I thought so, but then didn't you mention she was dangling? I, uh, that was a different moment. I thought you were talking about a different moment, but then I realized... No, that's that when the the tractor thing comes down and the forklift, yeah, yeah, forklift were, type thing. Yeah, and that's what was going on there, so I thought I'd bring okay. that up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would have liked to have seen Tennessee get that kill. Yeah, that would have been cool. I mean, because she already had one. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of did. Yeah. I mean, like, she didn't actively... She was just the distraction. Like, he was the one who got the conveyor belt going. Yeah, I wanted him to, like, die, bitch, or something, you know. True, yeah. For my wife or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But the poor guy doesn't know anything, like, the details. Yeah. And he's just going to be infested by an alien when he wakes up. Yeah. Or either that, or what are they going to do? Hatch him, make, wake him up, and then... Surprise. Well, well, they're going to have to take him out of cryo-sleep, presumably, to impregnate him with the alien. Well, okay. Well, what he did is he... He can be impregnated while he's in there, but it seems like if if he's still frozen, like, I don't think it would grow. It's like Dr. Shaw, right? What'd he do with her? Yeah. So she had to go into sleep, too. Yeah. She wanted to go to their homeland. And she did. Yep. <laughs> and she died there. <laughs> that was interesting. Uh, Naomi Rapace wasn't in the movie at all. No. I was expecting uh, at least a cameo. So I don't expect them to be in the next one. Danny uh, McBride. Yeah. You know? I mean, they could be, because, like, I didn't expect Guy Pierce to show back up, but he did. Well, he um, was, like, he created the droids. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it could go either way. Who knows? It would be an interesting, like, um, I don't know. It goes back and forth, because, like, it's a horror movie trope um, that in, like, later sequels, like A Nightmare on Elm Street or something like that, you'll start off the movie with the main characters who survived the last movie getting killed in, like, the opening sequence, like that tend that tend that was a very like seventies and eighties horror trope. So they could go in that direction and show that. Um, and I was, when they said that Elizabeth Shaw was dead, I was expecting some sort of flashback to like show that too. Um, but they might want to avoid it. So you know who knows. Uh, I at this point I kind of trust Ridley to do whatever he wants because like Prometheus had a lot of problems, but this one had less. But they still connected it a lot to Prometheus. Yeah, and it's still connected very much. Um, and it seems like he does have an overall plan. Which it, I wasn't clear like what the plan, what direction we were going. David is a supervillain. Yeah, David is a supervillain seems to be the, the overarching plot. And I think that's kind of a cool thing. I didn't understand what his motivation was in Prometheus. I thought he was acting for the Wayland Corporation when he, like, impregnated her with the alien. Or, like, put it into her husband and then impreg- he impregnated yeah, her. Yeah, having that piano scene, if they had had that in Prometheus, that might have changed yeah. Prometheus a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think he knew that. I mean, he, he made the right changes this time. Yeah. Uh, hopefully in Discovery we see more of the Xenomorph sooner. I was fine with waiting 
Uh, I, but I, I, I was expecting it to show up way sooner. I was kind of happy it wasn't. I think it was a good idea to wait because we got to know the characters a lot better than, like, especially Prometheus or basically any movie since Aliens mm-hmm. in the Alien franchise. And um, you got that slow building suspense that he did in, in Alien, um, which I think was a lot better done than in Prometheus because Prometheus we kind of get, like, shit starts happening, like, pretty much almost as soon as they're like, you know, they they land pretty quickly and then like shit starts happening almost immediately. Um, And it was sort of like, you guys are kind of like not very good at your job. Like you should should be like, you know, doing something. Yeah. There's cheesy lines. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The only one who seemed competent was Charlie's Theon. Um, But then she ran underneath. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't know how to run correctly. (laughs) But even, like, the your office, I was like, you're kind of an idiot. Like, you don't seem to, like, know what you're doing exactly, like... <laughs> it's like, you're Furiosa. Why are you not able to escape that? Yeah. Sure. You're also the creator's daughter, which you might possibly also be an android. I don't, I don't know, I just... That wasn't very clear either. Like, she was, like, Idris Elba was like, didn't he say something like, I fucked that robot or something, or... Yeah, there was uh, hints that she might be a robot, but they never, like, went in that direction, and she's dead. Wayland is dead. Mm-hmm. So, like, why, like, if she was, why wouldn't you have revealed it already? Like, it seems like that would have been a simple plot point. Right. Um, oh, I mean, I guess we didn't get to see the uh, spray of white blood or whatever liquid that is that the androids give off. That's true. We saw it in uh, Prometheus. Uh, David's head's off. He has a weight. Yeah. Oh, that was one thing I thought of this time while I was watching it. Um, so I saw online that uh, some okay, so like someone like pointed out like plot. I read this article that was like plot flaws in Alien Covenant, and most of them were like, um, "Who cares? You're overthinking this." Um, they were kind of stupid shit. Like, why does Michael Fassbender kiss himself? And I was like, he's malfunctioning going crazy and also thinks he's Lawrence of Arabia which Lawrence of Arabia probably had some he had some uh he might have uh lied about the whole he got raped thing by some dudes so he had some probably uh homoerotic like weird fantasies going on so I think you can explain it that way um so those weren't problems I had but one of them that they brought up was how did Dr. Shaw put on uh, David's head back? And I was like, well, I mean, they were flying for years, presumably. Surely she could have had the computer like help her with that. But what if his head is actually easily detachable? And what if he just took off Walter's head and put his own head That's on That's what I thought he did. Right? Like, I mean... Uh, yeah, so... I mean, that makes the most sense. That's quickest. Yeah, like... So, I mean, I, I wonder if they'll reveal that in, like, the next movie, or... Because, like, it seems like he kind of clears up some plot flaws when people have, like, questions about it. Um, so, I mean, you know... Yeah. It, it might just be a deleted scene, because, like, there was some... Like, there was some deleted scenes that cleared up plot flaws in Prometheus, too, so... I think that's minor. I think that you can assume that he actually swapped heads. Yeah. Based on Prometheus, actually, because, I mean, he's headless. I mean, he's bodiless. Yeah. I Um, mean, but the engineer was supposed to have ripped his head off, but, like, if it's easily detachable, which it could be. He's a robot. It technically could easily be detachable. He knows how to program Walter. I don't know. It's, It's... They should probably define it somehow, but... It's also possible that he just transferred his consciousness to Walter somehow. Yeah, but... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there is some questions there. Is there an app for that or something? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, there's definitely a question there of how that happened. Because, like, 
uh, depending on the answer to that question, it does change things a little bit because like it could mean if he transferred his consciousness, Walter could still be in there some way. And then like it could be some sort of weird internal robot battle. <laughs> like that would be an interesting route that they could take. Um, or he finally persuaded Walter. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually I thought that he had persuaded Walter. I I I wasn't sure whether they had switched or if he had persuaded Walter when Walter came when like David slash Walter came back to the ship. Um, obviously, when like we got toward the end, I was like, "Well, it's definitely David." Like, come on. But um, yeah, because he's so sad that the xenomorph dies. Yeah. Also, it was kind of interesting uh, watching it again. Um, so he has a very distinct voice for Walter and for David um, throughout the film. Uh, his David voice is, of course, uh, Peter O'Toole from Lawrence of Arabia. And then um, the, the Walter voice, I'm not exactly sure what it is, but it's very more nondescript and, like, monotone. It's more uh, It's more like a operating system or a Surrey or... Yeah, yeah, something a, like that. A computer, more, like, more computerized, not less emotion. Yeah, and so when David comes back to the ship pretending to be Walter, his voice has just the slightest hint of Lawrence of Arabia still. And then he loses it. He, like, slowly, like, gets better at the Walter voice until he reveals that he is David when he put uh, them all in cryo-freeze. And so I thought that was kind of a nice touch because, like, I mean, from a writing standpoint, it was obvious that, like, either David, David won that encounter somehow. You know, it was obvious that that had happened, but the fact that they clued you in, like, was kind of cool. Um, this whole movie had a very dark sense of humor, kind of, at least to me, that I thought, uh, that I kind of noticed. Um, like when? Like, David, like, sitting there throwing rocks at the uh, religious captain waiting for him to wake up and for the alien to burst out of his chest. And then he does the, like, his hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that was, a, that was like, oh, Yeah, shit. that's evil. Yeah, you're right. Um, or, like, even some of the weird, crazy shit he did, like, I'm going to make out with myself and then stab myself in the throat with a flute. <laughs> you know, he could have persuaded him because he does learn the song or teaches him how to play music and... Yeah. That might be opening... I don't know. It's just... It's, we'll find out, but... Yeah. He does say David to the mm-hmm. ship. Or mother, or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when we went to present day after the opening scene, I thought that he was still David, but that he just changed his name. Gotcha. To Walter. That's what I thought at first. And then they... You know, David shows up. Yeah, saves yeah. him. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah, he had blonde hair. I, I just, you know, I, I couldn't, rem- I, I thought, so since it was Fastbender still, I thought it was the same character. Yeah, yeah. I thought um, his entrance scene was really well handled, like looking back, knowing how crazy he is, because it was like, well, first off, like when I saw it the first time, I thought it was the trope of like, Someone shows up to save them at the last possible moment in order to bring the suspense as full as they could. And it was, but it was deliberate on his part because he was like, well, they're already infected. He's like, I'm recruiting them. Yeah, and then um, he scatters the aliens before they can kill them in a manner that is not lethal to the aliens. Yeah, it's just like a... a, uh... It's the flare thing. Mm -hmm. I thought that that was uh, Dr. Shaw at first, too. Yeah, I did too the first time. Yeah. Uh, but no, she did. <laughs> she did. <laughs> yeah, the. Uh, she had walk- a baby. <laughs> yeah, walking through the, um, like, uh, Pompeii engineer. Oh, yeah, that was very Pompeii. Site was like, oh my god. And then when you find out he deliberately committed genocide against the engineers, it was like, holy shit. That's like if an alien came to Earth and just sprayed us with something and Yeah. And then was like, Alright, well you're dead now. Yep. Like I'm gonna like camp out in your ruins and make weird shit. Like <laughs> For ten years or was it ten years? 
Yeah, it was 10 years. Well, they said the Prometheus had been missing for 10 years. Okay. Yeah, I thought that it was it was better than Prometheus. The structure's really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, there's David is just he's he's one of the most evil. He's evil, man. He's so evil, and that that ending is just like man. You know what I would really like now, um, and I don't know if we'll ever get to it, but once they're done with whatever prequel shit uh, Ridley Scott is doing. I hope David is still around and will fight Ripley. Probably have to get a digital Ripley. I know, yeah, it's such a long shot. There's like very little chance it would happen, but that would be so cool to me. Um, and I think it would be awesome if they kind of just like forgot about three and four, like um, Neil Blumkin's version was going to, and just like had it so that Newt and Ripley survived. And are like you know living as mother and daughter or whatever. Um, Unless they did like a Logan thing, where this is way ahead in the future, and they forget three and four. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking. And then like, just I, I would like her to fight David. Just be like, oh my god, you caused the xenomorphs. You deliberately evolved mm-hmm. them. Um, so that would be a really cool showdown. I feel like just to like uh, finish the series. You know, like, because after that, you you couldn't make another movie. Like, nothing could compare to that, you know, if you did it right. I think that Ridley Scott's going to probably kill David his own way. He probably will. Um, but if he didn't, that would be fucking epic. <laughs> I don't even know how you'd kill him. Right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You'd probably have to crush him. You could have some Terminator shit going on, like, uh, uh, I mean, like, he's, like, robot part is exposed with, like, the skin melting mm-hmm. off and shit like that. That would be so much fun. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see where they go. Yeah. I'm, so a, li- guess, I'm like, a little concerned that they didn't make much money. Yeah, me too. Um, but and, the Alien, Alien has always had a very, like, active following in the comics so like even if they never make another alien movie we could see the story continue that way they're Um, gonna make discovery for sure presumably and i hope so i mean this was so much better than prometheus for me this was the best alien movie since aliens so yeah i agree with that i'd like to see more like if ridley scott wants to make more i'm on board i'd like to see what he wants to do let him see it out. Yeah. I wasn't on board. I wasn't quite on board after Prometheus. Like, I mean, I liked it, but, like, I was, like, six more of these. I'm still kind of, like, six more of these. But, like, you know, a couple more at least. I'm on board for at a At least one more. Yeah. I feel like if he does a trilogy, it's fine. But... Yeah. Yeah. And then he should, like, work on his director's cut of Prometheus. Because I feel like there's definitely... There's definitely a decent movie in there, but, like, it's just, like, there's a lot of weird shit that you're, like, this doesn't... What? Okay. I think you wanted to make an Alien prequel, but he just didn't know exactly what he wanted the first yeah. time around. Now he does. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And they didn't... They kind of kept it under wraps. Like, it might be an Alien prequel. We're not sure. Yeah. And also, he has to work with... Um, the imagery from the engineer ship from mm-hmm. the first movie, um, which rewatching that movie I thought was interesting. Um, you actually can see in the background what we now know as an engineer alien body with the chest burst open mm-hmm. before we even see the eggs. Um, <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of questions with the engineers and like what happened there and like were they breeding these things? I was kind of expecting them to say like, yes, we were using these as a biological weapon to like let loose on an enemy planet in order to kill the inhabitants. Um, I thought that was what they were going with. 
And I wondered if Earth might have been a breeding ground that they were considering doing that too. Hmm. We might find out more. I don't know. I mean... Yeah, I, I mean, there's just a lot of questions with, with the engineers and their motivations. And so I hope that assuming uh, alien discovery happens, which seems likely, um, I'd like that would be my most pressing question that I'd like to find out about in there. So what do you, do you give it out of 10? I think 8. I'm going with 7.5. I liked it a little more than Guardians, I think I put. Yeah. I put it, yeah, I think we put it the same as Guardians for both of our readings. Because I, I had it at 8, I think. But yeah, so far this year, I put um, Logan at 10, Get Out 9, uh, John Wick 2, 8.5, Guardians. You, you have written down? No, that's just kind of what oh. I was thinking of. And then uh, Guardians and uh, Alien Covenant at uh, 8. It's pretty good. I got Logan, Get Out, John Wick 2, and I can't remember what else I've seen off the top of my head. Alien Covenant, but I'm not, I don't think it's 4. It's uh, 4 for me. It's my top 10. but Yeah, yeah Guardians 5. I think Lego Batman is 6. <laughs> 7 split. I got to see more movies. Because I don't want Split on my list. <laughs> Lego Batman can be a 10. But I don't I don't want Split on my list. Damn, what did I just... I saw something else, I thought. I don't know. I wish I had missed Lost City of Z. I'm guessing that would be on there. Catch it on DVD. Yeah my plan oh so we talk about um are we are we good on alien covenant or you got anything else oh good i'm good okay you want to talk about uh the sony venom movie speaking of aliens uh i'm more excited about it because tom hardy's casted yeah me too um if it were a studio other than sony i think i would be more excited too um, I mean, cause I really liked the first, uh, like two, um, Tim McGuire ones and I was okay with, uh, the Andrew Garfield ones, even the second one, which is a mess of a movie, but like it was okay. Somebody, somebody was talking on Collider Heroes and they were saying that Tom Hardy is so good in Taboo that if he does something like Taboo or, and, uh, Bronson, another movie that he was in. If he, yeah. if, he, if he can do some crazy stuff like that with the Venom character, we're in good hands. And then, like, there's also a theory that what if this Venom movie takes place after all the Spider-Man movies? So, once Spider-Man gets the symbiote or whatever in maybe Infinity Wars, probably not, but in, like, Spider-Man Homecoming 3 or whatever, whatever we're going to call it, Senior Year, whatever... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, what if what if this Venom movies takes place in the timeline after all the Spider-Man movies? I would be excited for that because one of the biggest problems I had is that Venom isn't supposed to be in the MCU, mm -hmm. and I want him to interact with Tom Holland. <laughs> and at some point, I would really like Venom to meet up with the Guardians. Yeah, because like, he does in the comics. He's, uh... Yeah, like I mean, you know, let's just fucking go there. I mean, why not? It sounds like fun. I will say, I, uh, I, I think that they said officially that Venom is going to be rated R. Yeah. Okay, because like I like that. I'm happy with that. Um, I think that's the, the the I think that's the direction to go in because PG thirteen probably isn't going to work for um, an anti hero movie or a villain movie. Um, as we learned with Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad that they went in that direction. Um, with the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're right about... Uh, uh, I, I've only seen parts of Bronson. Um, and Taboo went off of 
FX now while I wasn't paying attention. Uh, I saw like the first like five episodes. Um, but there's only eight, so you know. Um, but yeah, he was really great in both of those. Very menacing yeah. uh, performance. So I'm I'm hopeful for him as Venom. And damn, would I love it if he is secretly in the MCU. I know. Um, and you know, if Sony can figure it out and like, you know, manages to get that dark tone and like, not ruin Venom again. Um, maybe for phase four maybe it'll go a little darker I don't know I mean yeah what if they purchase can they could they purchase Venom after this movie they're like oh we want to buy that movie or put it in our universe you know what I mean could, could they do that deal with I Sony I mean or is Sony just gonna make these what, what's the other one uh, who's the girl that they're gonna do too they're gonna do her. She's a Spider-Man character, I think. Black Cat? Are they doing something with her? Yeah, I think so. I think they're they're trying to okay. do like this this uh, villain universe. Well, that was their plan after. Um, well, they were gonna do after Amazing Spider-Man two was obviously Amazing Spider-Man three at some point, but they were also gonna do a Sinister Six movie, a Venom spinoff. So like they were trying to build a Spider-Man universe. Um, so it sounds like they're you know going back to that plan. And if it were to tie into the MCU, even if it's just, like, marginally, I would be far more on board with Kinda that. Kind of like the Netflix shows? Yeah, yeah, I'd be far more on board with that than them just, like, doing whatever the fuck they're doing. Because, like, uh, the Amazing Spider-Mans, I hated the villain designs. I thought they were awful. That was the weakest part of the movies for me. Um, but, like, Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield had great chemistry, so, like, that was something that would prove upon the Mary Jane... Peter Parker relationship in the first movie, like, so, you know, we'll see what they do, um, I'm not exactly excited for it yet, if I see a trailer and it looks good, I probably, who's directing it? I don't know, uh, that's important too, they put out the director's name and I didn't recognize him, so I don't really know, um, should we Google that, let's Google that, yeah, this could turn into like a Blade thing, yeah, Who's going to play Carnage? Oh, I don't know. Ruben, let's look him up. Okay, uh, at least this article from uh, Deadline. Well, it says Marvel... uh, I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think they've officially said that it's part of the Marvel universe. But that deadline article seems to imply that. Oh, he's the director of Zombieland. That's right. Gangster Squad. That sucked. Yeah. Uh, Thirty minutes or less was okay. Um... He has Jekyll in uh, production, announced. Uh, Zombieland 2 in pre-production. That's been pre-production forever. Yeah. Well, they were going to try and do that stupid uh, series, and I was like, why? What if uh, Woody Harrelson's character is the same character from War of the Planet of the Apes? (laughs) That's just before... There were zombies. That would, be, that would be really funny. Because the next one will have zombies versus apes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really funny. I'd be... I would... I'd laugh so hard and enjoy that. Since everything's that. canon. I'm just yeah. <laughs> everything's canon. <laughs> There's no going back. I want to see that War for the Planet of the Apes. Me too. It looks really good. I mean, like, it just looks insane. I was like, what? Uh, It's going to be awesome. I liked Rise better than Dawn. I know that's not really the popular thing, but I I really liked Rise better. I I like Dawn a lot better. I know know you like Rise better. Yeah. It's going to, but I think this War one's going to be the best one out of the three. 
Just the trailer. So. At least the trailers look really good. Yeah, the trailers look really good. Um, could go either way, I guess. But yeah, I, I like it. It looks it looks interesting. Um, Andy Circus said this is the last one. That makes sense. I mean, you know, where are they going to go from here? Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Um, I might be seeing pirates tomorrow. I I might be too. Oh, okay. Well, we'll have to do a uh, review of it. Jack Sparrow. You'll give him a message from me. I wonder if it's going to make any money. It, pro- it probably will. It's Memorial Day weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend. It's the fifth in a franchise that, even though, like... It's more kid-friendly than Baywatch and Alien. Yeah, yeah. It's more kid-friendly. Um, it's had... You know, like, I mean, three and four I had problems with, and, like, two was only okay, but, like, still a decent franchise. Like, none of them I've been, like, I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> I know I know other people are like that. I, I completely understand, but I've watched all of them more than once. I, I've watched one more than once. That's the only one. Really? Yeah, that's the one I, that's the best one by far. Well, yeah, of course it's the best one by far, but I've watched... Two and three are just so damn long. Especially three, I'm just like, what the... Well, I have a cut-down version of three, if you ever <laughs> watch that one. Um, I never saw four. Four is only okay. I mean, I, li- I like it because I really like Ian McShane, and so he's the main villain. Blackbeard. Like um... There's a lot of Jeffrey Rush and uh, Johnny Depp scenes in that one, too, so I like that. Um, <laughs> Jeffrey Rush has a peg leg. They lost me when they had the big big girl in the second one. I'm just like, this is fucking stupid. That was the third one? Yeah, that was stupid. Um, I don't know if that's in my cut or not. I don't remember if I cut that out or not. If I did, I definitely shortened that scene because it's stupid. But we'll see. Javier Bardem's a great actor. Yeah, I love Javier Bardem. And I mean, uh, Paul McCartney's going to be in it. Oh, God. That'll be interesting. (laughs) Is he going to have a song? didn't have a song. I don't think he's going to have a song. That's true. Don't look at me. It's way too soon to see. Are you? <laughs> Has Paul McCartney been in any other movies besides the Beatles ones? I mean... I don't know. Let's check IMDb. I don't think so. Giant Depp's like, sure, you can be in my movie. <laughs> Disney pays good. Pays better than the yoga hosers gig I was doing. Mm-hmm. This is so weird. His page is odd. Yeah. I'm going to guess animated if he has been. It's so weird. There's nothing on his page. He's written several songs for movies. Like, he did the Jerry Maguire soundtrack, I think. Did he really? And uh, he did a song for The Lake House. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's about it that I know of, besides the Beatles movies. But... I don't know. His page is super weird. It's like not showing. Okay, there we go. I guess it was just being weird and not loading. Um... All right, let's see. Actor. Um, oh, he did, uh, his, uh, he played himself on BoJack Horseman. It's not, it go. seems like he does a lot of himself. Animated. Uh, yeah. Saturday Night Live. Yeah, mostly animated there. He plays himself. Um. Cool. Yeah, so that sounds like that's about it. So yeah, this is going to be like his real acting debut, I guess. Live name, action debut. Sorry. His name is Uncle Jack. That's his character name. And uh, so he's Tyrone. playing. He's playing uh, Keith Richards' brother, maybe. 
Probably. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. But, uh, I bet that's going to be a good episode, right? I mean, it should. It's only two hours and nine minutes, so like two and three were both two and a half hours, which is why you, I think you're thinking they were long. So I mean, I guess that's a little shorter at least. Yeah, it's way shorter. Currently has an 8.1 on IMDb, but only 4,000 people have voted. We'll see. 49 uh, Metascore for Metacritic. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll have a review. Yeah, Baywatch has a 5.5. Yeah, it's getting brutal reviews. <laughs> well, that'll do it for the Nerd Files podcast. I'm right? Tom. I'm good, right? I mean, that was good. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I'm Dan. I'm, I, I was I was doing the wrap up. Oh, okay. I just didn't know. We're gonna make sure we're done. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll do a pirates recap. We're going to try to have an episode on Monday with Robert again. Um, I might actually be in person with Robert. We'll see. Um, yeah, keep listening and uh, peace out. Peace out. Yeah.